The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, has been restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Mark chapter 1, because why not? Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC. And yes, we're starting a whole brand new book of the Bible. And if you've been listening since episode one, you'll know that we are reading through the whole of the New Testament in a year. So we finished the book of Matthew. If you haven't finished that, then go back and listen. But yeah, we're jumping straight into Mark. On the Why Not Podcast Instagram account, I'll be leaving a couple of study questions, which will kind of be a nice addition to listening to this to help you in your own study of this. And it will also help me because I'll be doing these study questions So if you guys want to chat about what bits you got out of that or anything that's confused you, then just hit me up. Anyway, let's just jump right into Mark chapter 1. Actually, before we begin, a little bit of a little context into Mark. So it's the shortest gospel. It's written to a Roman audience. So they are kind of far away from the land of Israel and they don't have too much of a knowledge of Jewish customs I feel like that essence is kind of spread throughout Mark's gospel as he kind of explains to them what different things are, which is really useful, especially to us who most of us, I don't know who's listening, but most of us aren't Jews. Um, The whole kind of book is focused on two main themes, the identity of Jesus and what he's come to do. So let's just jump right in. Mark chapter one. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, and wore a leather belt around his waist, and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptised you with water, but he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And when he came out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven. You are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. The spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. And he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild animals and the angels were ministering to him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. And they went into Capernaum, 
and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone's looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded, for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it, and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter. Amen. What I love about Mark's Gospel is that it's so different from Matthew in in just, you can tell it's a completely different person writing this. They have completely different writing styles. And Mark is just like straight to the point. He's just like, bruh, 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 there we go. No, no explanations needed. And he just really highlights all of the specific things about Jesus, about who he is right from the very beginning. So in the start, he says, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. Like man went out there and just said from the start, this is who this guy is. And it's just really interesting to note the amount of times that Jesus is just like, you guys know who I am, but no. To all of these demons, no. It's just crazy. These demons know who Jesus is without kind of, without anything. But all of these humans that are with him, all of the people with him, his disciples, they do not know. And it's just, yeah, I find that super fascinating. And it's also quite kind of convicting because... These demons recognise who Jesus is before his disciples. And if that doesn't challenge you in your thinking, not saying that we are demons, but yeah, it's just like Satan knows Jesus. 
but doesn't know him like we do. When the disciples know who Jesus is, the demons don't know Jesus like the disciples do. So it's just amazing. But it also just reminds me of like at the end of the Bible, at the end of history, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we kind of see a, a start of that from, from the beginning of this gospel. So yeah, that's what I have for you guys. And yeah, check out Instagram to see what the study questions will be. And before we finish, let me just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is alive and that it does this amazing work of convicting sinners and teaching us more about you and about your son and about the gospel. We thank you for how your word has been faithfully preached throughout the world and has been perfectly preserved since its conception. And we thank you for the privilege it is to be able to to listen to your word, to have it read, and also for me to speak about it. Pray, Lord, that you keep us humble, that you keep us kind of inquisitive and open-minded to what your word says. Pray that it bring true and lasting change in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So there we have it, guys. I am going to leave you, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for Mark chapter 2. But anyway, until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.